a world full of mundane podcasts. One show rises from the ashes. Critics are calling it outrageous. Podcasts as we know it will never be the same again. Crazy, crazy, crazy. Welcome to the show tonight. Prepare for an epic journey where every step could be your last. The destination, a place where no maps can show. The mission, to rise above the rest. The danger, unimaginable. The reward, a shit ton of weed and laughs. It's going to blow your mind. This is to be blood. So sit back, turn up the volume, grab your weed, get ready to light those blood. Eastern Time. It is to be blunt. Brought to you by the Podcon X Podcon X Podcon X. That's right, the Podcon X Podcast Network. That's <laughs> I haven't even started smoking yet. And the Partycast Network, where the fun starts. Here we are, powered by the happiest hour this week and tonight. Tonight we got a huge guest lined up. He is the CEO and President of MJ Biz Daily and the mastermind behind the largest international international cannabis conference in the world, MJ BizCon. Chris Walsh will be joining us in just a few minutes. It's going down, huge episode. We got special guest co-host for this evening. You've seen her on the show before. You already know Kristen is in the house. What's up, Kristen? Hello. I'm so excited. (laughs) You're excited. I'm pumped. Not only that, we have huge news to cover in the second half of the show. Biden breaking the internet tonight on Cannabis News. We're going to cover all that later on in the show, so don't miss out on that. And it's about to go down, so make sure you guys grab, if you don't have your weed, if you don't have your concentrates, if you don't have your edibles lined up, then get them now. If you're on Instagram, make your way over to YouTube or Facebook or Twitch so that you can see the full show and get the full experience. The chat has already been popping off. The people on IG have been waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting for this moment for a while now donna taylor's in the house she says holy fuck what a name for us you're right 
What a day! Huge guests lined up. Horny Gnome Bar in the house. Lucy Roman in the house. And of course, Chelsea, Peter Happy, Who that Buds, The Garden, Heel Shit Design, Boob Spotter. It's just lined up. I see Terrapin on here. Wavy Bitch on here. It's going down. You already know the highest place to be each and every Thursday. It is to be blood. Woo! <laughs> I'm all fired up now. I came in just like, woo! <laughs> yeah, well, that's the way it's We got to get you ready for the show. We're hyping this place. You already know how it goes. So let's not waste any time. I, I know Chris Walsh is sitting in the backstage area that's itching to come on. But before we do that, we got to do my favorite part of the show and yours, the ceremonial lighting of the blunt. Always got to come first. <laughs> we have in this loaded King Palm. Shout out King Palm. We have some Mylar OG from Rexy, of course. You already know Mylar OG, which is meat breath, one of my favorite strains, crossed with run. So you already know this is gas. Gas. Let's light that shit. Oh, man. That's just delicious. <laughs> that is just delicious. Kristen, are you ready? This is your first time. Fill in the seat for CTMMP data. I know. Uh, I came in like, I need a State of the Union address. <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't need a State of the Union address. That's not required. But I'm. <laughs> this is your first time <coughs> filling the co-host seat. You know, you got I big know. shoes to fill. I'm sure Lou wears like at least like a size 11 or 12, right? So, I mean, <laughs> you got to figure, you know, I'm just saying I mean, it's a guess. It's a guess at this point. <laughs> I'm real excited because I, I see Chris Walsh. He's waiting in the background. I think, you know, maybe we should just bring him in. I know he's a busy man with a little bit of a time limit here. So I don't think we should waste any more time. What do you think? I'm ready. Well, in that case, let's not waste any time. <laughs> he is. He's waiting. I can see him right now. Weird being backstage. I've hung out back there. You're just like, you can see yourself and the other people. I've never been backstage before. Actually, the first time I saw even your show next week, and you can be a guest on your own show. That's right. And you can you can host actually instead. You can just do that. I could not. Well, let's not waste any time. He is the CEO and president of MJ Biz Daily and the man behind the largest international cannabis business conference. I didn't stumble over it this time. He is the infamous Chris Walsh, live on To Be Blunt. Chris, thank you for joining us tonight. Man, you got me all pumped up. Yeah, your <laughs> intro video is awesome. Maybe you guys, maybe you should make one for uh, MJ BizCon for us. Oh, I would, you know, I would, I would love to talk more about that. We can discuss yeah, this yeah. off air, of course. But uh, <laughs> I do appreciate that. I tried. Time. I was like shadow boxing. I was ready to roll. It does. It gets you hyped up. It's almost like you're getting ready for WrestleMania. You know, yeah, like, All right. <laughs> that's what happens backstage, Kristen. I know. <laughs> 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 it's 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 an interesting place to be backstage. You get to see all the stuff that's going down. You know what I mean? So I'm glad that I could pump you up and get you ready for this interview. MJ BizCon going down November 15th through the 18th, Las Vegas Convention Center. Huge 
huge, if not the biggest international event. Uh, I got to say, I'm super pumped. I'm actually going to be coming to the event this year. First time. Awesome. So I'm super, I'm super uh, pumped up. Um, I'm rolling with PodCon X, my man Dan. So we're going to be showing up heavy. The whole network's coming in and we're going to be doing uh walking around and doing some interviews and whatnot. So we're really pumped. It's my first time. I got to tell you, man, this, it's a little uh, overwhelming. Yeah. You know, yeah, it can be. And and realize when we when we held our first conference in 2012 in a Masonic a former Masonic Lodge in Denver because that's all that would take us a Masonic we Lodge about, we had about 400 people and 30 booths this year will be 1400 booths and about 35,000 people so that's how big this industry is and yeah it can be a little overwhelming but we've we've taken some steps to to ease that up a little. 35,000 people in one location over three days is a lot. It's a lot. And the place is huge, 320,000 square feet. I mean, they say it's the size of six football fields. I'm just wondering if I should be wearing some really good walking shoes. <laughs> oh, oh, you need. Uh, I would recommend like two pairs of shoes at least. Um, and that's what we tell all our staff too. Like to walk around the whole expo floor will likely take you, uh, if you wanted to see everything, even if you were just walking the whole time, will take you hours. Hours? It'll take you hours, yes. Oh my gosh. So I probably shouldn't be wearing my Crocs then. <laughs> it's not too comfortable. I've actually never worn Crocs. So Wait, what? Thing about his Crocs. What's up with so many people not experiencing the world of Crocs? I still don't understand. I am a firm believer they are the best thing you can put on your feet. <laughs> I'll so, have to try them. I made it all these years without trying them. I don't I'm uh, kind of kind of like uh, riding that record. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, all right. That makes sense. Look, I want to get a little background about you, Chris. I want to know a little more about you. When did you get into cannabis? Uh, yeah, I was a mainstream journalist, a business journalist working for newspapers. And in 2011, uh, this industry had uh, cropped up in Colorado and Denver, where I'm from. And, you know, there were more Starbucks in Denver than or there were more dispensaries than Starbucks which had happened in less than a two-year period since the first one came up. So uh, the co-founders of, of, of MJ Biz just saw an opportunity to serve the industry and hired me to help launch it. And uh, we just started writing about news and analysis for business people, for professionals, for people that want to get into the industry, and then layered on market research data and all these boring terms. And then we started <laughs> hosting uh, professional conferences and trade shows and uh, really bringing the whole industry together and can't tell you how many people have come up and said they were able to get in the industry because of something that happened to them at MJ BizCon, a person they met, something they learned. So, you know, you do business for a reason. Hopefully it's not just money. And uh, it's stories like that, that we really feel that we've helped people make their way in this weird, crazy industry. Well, you do state that, that networking is a very important part of the MJ Biz event. What is it that separates MJ BizCon from other cannabis conferences? You know, I think it's our approach since day one when we started. So this, this is nothing wrong with this and it appeals to a lot of people. But, yeah, you know, we wanted to focus on the business side. Like, how do you run a profitable, successful business in cannabis? Like, that's, you know, you can't get into it and lose money, right? You're not going to be helping patients or, or being around weed all day if you can't make it work. So we always felt that we would help people do that, but make it really professional because in order for the industry to gain acceptance, in order for other states to legalize, in order to get friendly regulations for patients, for consumers, for businesses, it had to be taken seriously. So um, we really try to bring that professional crowd together 
And, uh, you know, the first events before we started, I'd go to a medical cannabis show or conference. And, and, and it was, it was great <coughs> if you were there to party or, or just to be around the plant and there's nothing wrong with that, but you know, you'd have, you know, the Cypress Hill singing and you'd have, uh, uh, ladies walking around in bikinis with bongs on the show floor and you know, right. t-shirts and, <laughs> uh, and, uh, artwork. And we're like, well, you know, there's a place for this, but, uh, but we want to do something different. So I think what makes the networking really good, if you're serious about the business side of the industry or getting into the industry, or even at a, even at a bud tender level, it's that you're going to learn about it, but you're going to meet the right people. You're going to meet people who've been there, done that and can help you guide you. And you know what? There's a time to have fun. You can do it on the job. You can do it after work. Um, but to make your way in the business, you know, you got you got to be professional, more or less, especially if you're running the businesses. So I think the networking that that's where it really comes in is that we're getting the right people that can help each other. All right, yeah, that makes a whole lot of sense. That, that listen, it's a hard industry to get into. I mean, that's just there's no no doubt about it. I mean, especially out here on the East coast. Right. So like, as you know, like we just started rolling out recreation across like mostly new England and whatnot. And you know, we're, cause we're, we're like, we're in Connecticut right now. So, I mean, we just went legal last year, uh, recreational and yep. getting, getting in and trying to get into the industry and get a license and, and find a way to be able to open a dispensary or open a, a business in, in any sector of the cannabis, you know what I mean, uh, is just incredibly difficult. So having an event like this kind of changes that scale for people who might be struggling. Yeah, and I also, I mean, you know, you could get around the movers and shakers, but it's really about, you know, people just randomly run into someone who becomes their partner or an investor or gives them the right advice so that they can get started at a cannabis company or start their own or find investment money or really learn what it takes. You know, you might be in Connecticut and say, how the hell am I going to get in this industry here? It's too hard. Um, it's too expensive. Uh, there's other states where it's completely different. It's a completely different scenario. And there's not as many regulations. It's cheaper and all that. So, you know, it's just about opening people's minds up to how this industry works and operates, where the opportunities are and what the challenges are. Would you say that the, the, the West Coast is still the dominant force in cannabis? That's a great question. So <laughs> those are the OGs of the industry. You know, they, they, we rode their backs as an industry because they took risks at a time when most people wouldn't, when we didn't know what the federal government was going to do after states legalized and dispensaries opened up and then recreational stores. Um, so they, they didn't know. They could have, they, a lot of them got raided and shut down. Yep. And they're, all their weed seized, right? I mean, they took a lot of risks. And that was the capital for a long time. California is a mess right now. In the cannabis industry, the regulations are terrible. The taxes are high. Uh, businesses are having trouble just making it day to day. So is what you're seeing uh, day to day. And you're seeing the mature markets like Colorado, Washington, Oregon. They're starting to stagnate and decline. What I love about where the East Coast is going is they're doing it completely different. That you know, um, the west western side of the country evolved just kind of piecemeal over time, and the eastern states are just uh, putting a different structure in place. And there's benefits and drawbacks to both ways. So I don't want to just say, oh, the East Coast has it all figured out. It's more expensive. It's harder. A lot of the people getting involved there come from mainstream industries and have access to capital and stuff. Yep. Um, but uh, I think that, you know, a lot of the focus now is on the East Coast. you got New York, you know, New Jersey are big ones. Now you got Connecticut. Like you've got some big population centers, some influential states 
that have legalized. So right. I like how it's almost a tale of of uh, of two sides of the industry. You know, it's interesting you say that about California because a few years ago, uh, and I just want to quote you on this, you actually had said that uh, California is the next gold rush. Do you still believe that? Look at you digging up bad quotes from the back of the day. <laughs> hey, man, listen, I might, I might come I off as like, that. you know, the, the big uh, crazy man at the beginning of the show, but I'll tell you right now, I do my, my homework, and <laughs> I, I did read a lot of your interviews. I've been following up with you and MJ BizCon, especially since I found out I was going to be attending. So, I mean, I'm, I'm really trying to get as much info as I can. So, like, yes, uh, you did quote that, saying that California was a gold yeah. rush, but now I'm hearing you now that you, you sounds like you're Tone might be changing on that topic. No, actually, <laughs> see, I'm going to dig my way out of this. <laughs> I hope you got a good it, shovel. It, it, it was the gold rush. It was the gold rush. Everyone was, you know, flocking. I mean, California legalizing recreational, biggest market already. You know, lots of opportunities. All the influence, all the money there, uh, and it, it kind of turned out like the gold rush. Hey, eh? that's that's the part <laughs> I I didn't uh, get to say back then. But no, it, it, there was a gold rush, and everyone went there, and there was money <laughs> to be made. Uh, or at least the promise of it, but uh, things have just the state has just not proceeded with the regular the regulations in a, a sustainable way. And again, the taxations to and the biggest issue, which I was also saying back then, though, was how are they going to crack down on the illicit market, which is the only way the legal market will work. And so California, it's very entrenched there. So what happens is all these companies that cropped up and are paying the fees, they're doing the putting in security systems, meeting the regulations, doing things by the book, not getting the federal taxes are at a huge disadvantage to the still thriving illicit market of people that aren't doing that. So it's a very bad situation for the people trying to be in the above ground market. So yeah, it was a gold rush for a while. Some companies made money, a lot aren't now because they, you know, there was a saturation in some cases, but yeah, it's a lot. A lot. A lot of it has to do with the regulations not uh, evolving to become business friendly. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, that's a great answer. Uh, it really is just kind of a toss up and and seeing how the East Coast is kind of evolving and going in this direction of recreational more and more and more. Do you think there's a possibility that we might see an MJ BizCon over on the East Coast? You know, you never know. We used to have uh, a spring show. We had it in New Orleans for all. We moved around. We had one in D- uh, D.C., um, Chicago, and then we had it in uh, in New Orleans for a while. Uh, but no, I mean, the, the, it's, it is becoming another epicenter of the cannabis industry in the country. And so you never know where we'll go. But uh, we get a lot of people from the East Coast at our show in Vegas, obviously. Uh, but no, it's very influential now. And, and, you know, especially as New York comes into play. I think that that was a game changer. For yeah. Sure. New York has a potential to be such a huge market. It does. But, you know, I've been there a couple times recently and they might, if they're not careful, it's going to be another California. Um, you can go there now and there's places selling marijuana storefronts that really aren't supposed to be there. No one's cracking down. They're in New York City and you can go buy THC products in a store. They're not licensed. The state was still working on regulations, you know, um, and, and what, so New York has also had a long time illicit market. You know, I remember 20 years ago, 
25 years ago, you could get it delivered to your door on some dude in a bicycle. Of course, that's the, that's been the case now too, but that's been, that's been there for a long time, right? I'm so happy you said that. I got a buddy who moved to Long Island a few years back. Uh, when he first got there, he had no clue how to get cannabis. He was like, what the hell am I going to do? And he ended up finding this guy online, right? Just like this, who would meet him in New York City, take the train to the city on a bike <laughs> and yeah. give him a shit and then the dude would take the train back home. <laughs> but when you have a city as big as New York. Years ago, but. <laughs> right. But you know, it, it, it's an interesting thing because a lot of people made their living in the illicit market, and then now it's legal, and those people usually get pushed out. We've done a lot of stories on my podcast and MJ Biz about how you can transition from the illicit market to the legal market. A lot of people try and do that. Some people have done it very successfully, others have not. Some people stay in it. Uh, but in New York, you know, I think it has a lot of potential, but if they don't get it right, and don't find a way uh, to crack down, I guess, as much as they can on the illicit. There's always going to be the dudes riding their bikes, delivering it to your apartment, right? Of course. But if there's like ma- major operations of, of cultivation and people selling it in other ways, that's going to lead to another situation where the people trying to do it right, the businesses that are paying the money, following the regulations, aren't going to be able to compete. Right. That kind of unwinds the whole purpose of legalization. Well, the, you know, the legal market is not exactly the greatest, too. I mean, a lot of these companies that are running, especially out here in the East Coast, there's so much controversy. I mean, I'm sure you heard the story about the, the girl at True Leave who, who passed away due to not being able to breathe while she was trimming. I guess they said there was too much cannabis dust, as they called it, Keith, in the air. I mean, these poor conditions, which are being reported across the board in Connecticut and Massachusetts and more, are just proving that it's, you know, this the, the legal and industry maybe is not regulated enough. Well, I think that's a tricky question. It depends on the state. Every state has a completely different approach. I think the problem, which a lot of people don't want this, but there's no federal regulation. So typically that would be governed by federal agencies for workplace safety. Right. Right. But it's not because the federal government's schedule one drug, man. It's the worst of the worst. Right. Right. Whatever. Worse than fentanyl. Uh, I know you guys are going to talk about Biden's move. Um, maybe that will start to change. But, you know, the federal government's not involved in testing. It's not involved in workplace regulations in these nope. cases. You know, it's just these companies are following state rules. And and so these things are going to crop up in this type of an environment. Absolutely. Kristen, did you want to jump in before I keep going? Yeah, the only thing I was thinking is when you were, you know, talking about the illicit market and it, uh, and, you know, whether I agree or disagree is kind of irrelevant. I, I was just thinking like in Connecticut, right? We have caps on licenses. There's lotteries for licenses. And so the only way to get into this, to your point you made before, is with a, a tremendous amount of capital and kind of teaming up. So it, there's never right now point in time, I would say there is not an opportunity for the small guy to have a chance because you can have these out of state interests come in because of, you know, that ruling that happened in in, in Maine is very much affecting like interstate commerce and all that. And, and, and those residency requirements were kicked out. So I don't know if you have any thoughts on how do you, you know, transitioning from the illicit market into the regulated market when there have been so many barriers put through legislation that it just feels like you've been stonewalled from the beginning. I, I don't know. Yeah, do you- it's a great point. And again, every state handles this differently. And some, in some states you can still get involved to grow or or sell with uh, $10,000 and an open license. There's no caps, right? You can go to Oklahoma. It's the Wild West. That's a bad environment, too, because a lot of those people are failing now. California was basically that way. Uh, Connecticut and a lot of the East Coast states are a lot different. They're stricter. It's a lot more money, in some cases, millions to get involved. 
to your point, just fast forwarding. Yeah. I mean, you got to look for another state. You got to hook up with the right people or you've got to consider not touching the plant where there aren't as many regulations. So that's what we do. We don't touch cannabis. Right. But there's so many things that the industry needs that people don't think of. They just think I'm, I either have to grow it or sell it. And if the licenses are too much, I can't do it. Right. It's like, right. well, what are you good at, man? Are you good at entertainment? You could do festivals or events. Are you good at, uh, you know, speaking or whatever? You could do podcasts. If you were good at marketing, they need marketing. If you're good at whatever, they need marketing services, advertising. They need consultants. They need engineers, real estate agents, like anything any other industry needs. So I always tell people, like, look at what you're good at, aside from cannabis, and uh, and, and see if you can use those skills. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The one thing I'm definitely very good at is cannabis. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Transferable yeah. skills and all that. Use the and maybe some podcasting. Uh, before I let you go, just real quick, go over a couple of things for the uh, again the convention, which is kind of the reason why we're here. Um, you know, we're going to be talking about we got four segments. You know, cultivation products, processing, packaging, lab services, retail dispensary, business services. This is not your average cannabis event. This is not a social lifestyle event. This is all business. But, but. Recharge, let me quote this, and recharge at the joint and the elevation lounge, right? So is there smoking at the event at all? Because those those places make me feel like I might be able to get in there and take a break. <laughs> <laughs> well, the Las Vegas Convention Center's rules, even though it's legal in, in Vegas, are no smoking or consumption on the property. I'll leave it at their rules, right? We don't want to get kicked out. Um you know, there's a lot of ways to consume these days. So who knows what people are doing? You know, it's not all about smoking right. the flower. But no, those lounges are are just, um, they're a way for us to kind of loosen loosen the tie a little bit. You know, being so professional these years, you know, trying to avoid the industry stigmas, especially for outsiders. So they don't think this industry is a joke, right? Right. We're to the point now where we're trying to to bring in more of that fun into the the thing so it is all business right but these new these are new things we're doing one's area is going to have food trucks and djs and games and and things like that um so it's a mix it's it's a, it's a business event with uh with lots of fun baked in but honestly there's also lots of after parties and uh what oh. happens at the after parties? <laughs> wait a second days at the after parties <laughs> I need, is there a way i can find out more about these after parties is there going to be coming out there is there like a website for this or a facebook group yeah, we listed on uh, mjbizconference.com where we'll have a list up of of a lot of the affiliated parties that are going on. You'll hear about a lot of them too. I mean, it's a major attraction. You know, there's 10 things every night all around town. Hell yeah, I can't wait. So one last thing before I let you go, I know you have to go. Uh, you guys have known to be having all kinds of special guests and celebrities show up at the event. Is there any big surprises planned that maybe you can give us a hint about or is everything real hush-hush right now? Everything's kind of hush-hush. I mean, as part of our speaking lineup, we have, you know, luminaries from the industry. We have Burner as a as a keynote, you know, famous uh, yep. for lots Cookies, of things, right? rapping, and now he has one of the biggest brands in the industry. We've got Rhonda Coleman. She was the founder of Boston Harbor Distillery, you know, uh, Sam Adams coming in to talk about, you know, similarities with beer. But in terms of other celebrities, man, there's always celebrities that come. And typically, we've left it up to the exhibitors a lot of times. Uh, to bring in their people that they're affiliated with. But now we're going to team up with them and make sure it's communi communicated clearly. Last year, we had uh, Lil' Kim, who I walked from the trade show floor to the press booth wow. uh, with her entourage. I look like an idiot next to her, uh, but I did it anyway. Uh, you know, we've had Mike Tyson's, you know, on the show floor. Like there's, 
Kevin Smith, like there, there would be celebrities popping all over the place. Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait. Well, listen, I really, uh, I really appreciate you coming on the show tonight. I don't want to keep you too long. I know you have to go. So Chris Walls, CEO, president of MJ Biz Daily. Check out MJ BizCon November 15th through the 18th, Las Vegas Convention Center going down. Make sure you guys get your tickets now. Uh, thanks again, Chris. Appreciate you coming on. Love it, man. Thank you. Hope to see you there. Absolutely, man. Have a good one. Thank you again. Take care. Ooh, man, Kristen. That was great. That was a big, big guess, yo. Chris Walsh in the house, yo. <laughs> Chris Walsh in the house. I feel like now I got all that out. I, I was real nervous for that interview. <laughs> okay, shake it off. <laughs> I, I was really nervous. I'm not going to lie. I, you know, I spent hours before this kind of like, oh, my anxiety was killing me. So now I feel like I have a weight off my shoulders. So I think what we're going to do is we're going to take a, a, a little break. A little break. Relight this blunt, play some music. downstairs. That's right. <laughs> When we come back, more to be blunt. Don't go anywhere. It's the highest podcast around. Tap, tap in. If you got match, bitch, better tap in. Tap, tap, tap in. Fuck a bowl, big jump, bitch, tap in. Tap, tap, tap in. If you ain't got loud, don't tap in. Tap, tap, tap I in. I got an oversized bag. I don't mean to brag. I can't help it. I'm just oozing all this swag. Rolling zigzags. Popping these tags. Smoking with me will leave you waving white flags. Get high, rapper, you can try to keep up. You so high, now your heart speeds up. Walking with me will leave you doing cush up. Sipping that purple stuff out of double cup. Burning on the FaceTime. Man, I do this full time. You gon' wish it's halftime. <laughs> Said you only try it one time. Used to be your pastime. Now it'll be your bedtime. <laughs> Everybody thinks they can smoke me out. Nope. I'm gonna never quit. You can tap me out. Nope. I know what you're about. You just walk this clout. Bitch. Roll another bitch. Watch me cause a fucking drought line. Drunk big sack, bitch. Tap in. Tap, tap, tap in. If you got match, bitch, better tap in. Tap, tap, tap in. Fuck a bowl, big junk, bitch. Tap in. Tap, tap, tap in. If you ain't got loud, don't tap in. Tap, tap, If you tap ain't in. got bars, then bitch, tap out. I tapping cause I can and you're tapping for the clout. I don't smoke weed, but my presence is potent. My name in their mouth, yeah, that's why they choking. Hey, yo, peasy, everybody be like, yo, she think she it. I'm that 187 rapper killing bitches when I spit. If you want to witness one of the greatest, one of the realest, no need to look further, cause yes, I'm one of the illest. Label one of the hottest, I'm the goat in my city, so don't you ever disrespect me, don't do that, that, that. Don't let my looks fool you. My boys will run through you like a round of applause. Get clap, clap, clap. Yeah, I'm cute in the face and I'm slimming the weight. Second to no one, bro. I'm always winning the race. Mention my name in the streets, they gon' say she crazy. I'm psychotic on the mic, but you could call me lady. Little blunt, big sack, bitch, tap in. Tap, tap, tap in. If you got match, bitch, better tap in. Tap, tap, tap in. Fuck a bowl, big junk, bitch, tap in. Tap, tap, tap in. If you ain't got loud, don't tap in. Tap, tap, tap in. Guaranteed to give you the munchies. It's To Be Blunt with Peasy.
but you already know we are back. Yo, shout out. Shout out Durbin Dillon for the nice uh, compliment. Donna Taylor, of course, in the house. That fucking rock. She already knows. Her spelling is impeccable, by the way. I love it. <laughs> yeah, you already know what it's like when Donna Taylor's in the house, Chris. And I mean, she always turns it up. I gotta tell you, she uh, she sent me a message right uh, the other day. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, I, I would I would really like to read it actually on air. Hope she doesn't mind. <laughs> yeah, I hope she doesn't mind. Here I go. <laughs> I hope she doesn't mind because I was laughing so fucking hard when she sent it, and now I'm just hoping that I actually can find it because I have no clue how to search on this fucking thing. Ah. Uh. Nope, nope, nope. I can't. It's too much work. <laughs> I maybe I should just search what is it, this thing. Instagram, <laughs> like what? Are you, yeah. Where are you looking for the message? Instagram, but I can't find it. Hold on, I got it right here. Hold on a second. Here we go. Right. So she sends me this message. Right. <laughs> I know she's probably gonna be pissed because I'm gonna read this. She's like, "Go ahead." So I'm gonna go ahead and read it. Yo. So she says, um. I just, hey, brother, how you doing? I am in no way at all trying to be disrespectful, right? Disrespectful. But I can't accept the seeds prize. Now, here I am thinking, who wouldn't want a set of seeds, right? Regardless, it's free seeds, good genetics. She won them fair and square. She finally won a game. Finally won a game, right? <laughs> and she goes, I will be honest with you. When I said I don't know shit about fuck, I really meant that. <laughs> <laughs> she said <laughs> she said I I honestly don't have any time to devote to a proper grow. <laughs> she said Oh man. I love her even more for that. I don't know shit about fuck either as far growing she she's said, concerned. I would know to I really about. don't know shit about fuck. <laughs> I was like Donna because she literally uh, says that yes. all the time. She, she like underwhelms herself. She doesn't realize she's got this potential. So she's always like, I don't know shit about fuck. That's a funny line. I'm sure you can figure it out though. And you have a, some homegirl guests like Audi was on and then um, uh, Garden Botanical, I think the week before. So, you, you know, we well, can learn. Well, so see, she, she donated. I can't keep a cactus alive personally, but we could learn. <laughs> she donated the seeds back to the show. She said, you know, give them away to somebody else. So, uh, Maybe next week we'll do a big giveaway or something. You know, never know. Never know. So Donna Taylor, though, I mean, I just uh, uh, took took the win, but then also took the loss at the same time. It's never first time it's ever happened where a prize was donated back to the show. I was like, really? Okay. I don't understand. <laughs> oh, man. You know, she's too fucking funny. You know, funny. let me ask you a question, though. Like, this is, I'm going to be, I'm going to keep it real with you. Right, I'm going to ask you a question. I want you to be honest with me. What is your feeling about bugs? Are you asking me or Donna? No, I'm asking you. My feeling about bugs? Yeah, right. I just I want to know. This is totally unrelated. I'm changing topics here. <laughs> we're, we're changing topics. Let's hit a little sleeper so you know we're changing topics. Let me just start. Ready? The highest motherfucking podcast around. To be blunt. With PZ. All right, now we're changing topics here. I, got, okay. I know I'm all over the place. I'm stoned. I got. I have a story. I, I gotta ask you. Okay. 
What's your stance on bugs? Do you like bugs? Do you not like bugs? No, I do not like bugs. Donna if says, fuck a bug. I will not murder it in its own habitat. If it's in my house, it's game on, bitch. That's my feeling <laughs> about bugs. <laughs> so I also do not like bugs. I have like, I, I freak out. I, I look like a little wussy when I see bugs around me. I literally will throw a whole tantrum and freak out, right? This is no fucking <laughs> bullshit, all right? Now, I got a brand new car, right? And I have no fucking clue what it is about this goddamn thing. But, but, for whatever reason, that fucking vehicle is just like an attraction for a bugs. You would think I had one of those zapper things installed inside the car. No lie. <laughs> Let me tell you why. Twice this week. I'm on lunch at work. First, 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 I get attacked. Two bees, not one, two bees. <laughs> I, I got my windows cracked. I'm trying to smoke. Two bees fly into my car, right? No fucking lie. This is no bullshit. Now, I'm sitting there, bowl in hand, lighter in hand, two bees come right in. They're right in front of my face, hovering, bzzz, like right over my, and I'm like, Oh my God, I can't move. I can't, they're like literally like inches from my face and I don't know what to do. So I roll the window down. I roll both windows down to the front, all the way down. They don't leave y'all. They go, they, 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 they literally are swatting at the window. What do they do? They go around my head, around the back of the seat and they come back around and they keep doing this. They, I literally had to get out of my car, like a little, like a little, like a, like a little pussy, yo. I had to get the fuck out and run out from my car, run around the other side, open the fucking window, right? And now I'm like outside the car trying to open all the back windows. I got the trunk open. This is no bullshit. And finally I got them out. And then, and then wait, it gets better. Now, two days later, I'm in my car. I'm doing the same thing. I'm smoking the weed. Maybe the weed's the thing here that we should be thinking about is a common denominator. I'm sitting there, I'm chilling. And then all of a sudden, two fucking flies fly in my car. These two fucking flies come in, land on the dash, and they just sitting there. Now I got it. Only thing next to me I have. Is this little parking ticket I got from uh, like one of the fairs I went to that's sitting in like, you know, that place where you store all your shit in your car, you know, that one little like shelf or whatever underneath the glove box, you know, I just throw everything in there. Yeah. So two flies. Now I'm trying to got this little card, the size of a business card. I'm not, I'm like this. I'm trying to swat these fucking things. <laughs> and the, what happened? The fucking flies would not leave. Two flies. Yo, these flies literally flew out of my car, then came back in. Back in again. Now, me, again, freaked out. I had to get out of my car. I'm making a big scene in the parking lot. Everybody can see me. Now, uh, not even two days later, I'm talking the next day, I get home from work. My window's down. I pull in the driveway. I put the fucking car in park. As soon as I put it in park, this giant ass mosquito that was like this with the big, long, lanky legs and the big fucking wings and shit flies up in my car right in front of my face in the driver's window. Comes in, flies towards the passenger window, comes back towards me, starts hovering around my windshield, and then lands on the dash. Now, at this time, <laughs> I actually happen to have like an envelope because I just got the mail. So I'm swatting at this thing, swatting at it. This thing, I swear to God, went and dove down the windshield and plugged its ass in between the dashboard and the window. It plugged its it's just, it just literally just flew right in there and it stuck itself. All I can see is one little 
bottom of its leg sticking out. So I'm like, hold on a second. All right. I grab, I go, I go, and I, yo, I swear to God, I go and I grab a paper towel. I'm going to fucking pluck this thing right out of there and I'm going to throw it out of the goddamn car. So I, I get out of the car. I go to the garage. I grab my, my paper towel. I come back out to the car. I open it. It's not there. It's not there. Where is it? Sitting on the dash again. <laughs> Sitting on the dash. And I go to go. And I go to reach for it. And the fucking thing flies out. And it flies at me. So now I'm running from my car back to the garage. Like hustling for no goddamn reason. <laughs> that was not. No. No. It was not like this big. Okay. <laughs> the thing was literally the size of a fucking. It was, it was the size of a tennis ball. Okay, not a golf ball, not some fucking croquet, not bocce. It was a goddamn tennis ball sized fucking mosquito. It was West Nile with wings. I swear to God, I was freaking out. I don't know what to do. I don't do. I want to sell this car back. I want to go back to the dealership. Like, did you guys like, like spray the inside with some bug attractor? Is this like a rib or a joke? Y'all pranking me because three times this week like donna said i had to hot box with bugs yo hot box with bugs no fucking shit so you're gonna lose your mind when a praying mantis gets in your car those uh, things make eye contact. Uh, yo, i swear to god if a praying mantis jumps in my car i'm done i'm selling that bitch i'm putting it on craigslist that night that night, if a big ass fucking, you know what that, you know what like, they do to males, they eat, they bite their heads off. That's not going to be me. Oh, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm sorry, but there's no. I just issue. jinxed you. Tomorrow morning's going to be rough, dude, and I'm sorry. Dude, I swear to God, <laughs> if I jump in my car tomorrow and there's a full ass giant praying mantis, I'm done. I'm done. No. I'm done. I'm calling Uber. I'm doing Uber from now on. Like, I just, I just can't even. Oh, I'm messing with their whole life, so I've got a good one. So there was a spider in my bathroom, and I was like, fuck this thing. I can't. It was kind of big. It had, like, a bubbly-ish body. I don't know. I don't know, like, like the breeds of spiders. So I swatted this thing with a shoe, and it exploded into what looked like a million other little miniature spiders. So, yeah, wolf spiders, I guess, carry a sack of babies on their back. Wolf and spiders? Snatch them, it explodes fucking baby spiders. Excuse so me? I didn't just have one spider. I had, like, hundreds of little... Uh, nah. Uh, nah. 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 In the house. Nah, yo. So. Nah, 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 nah. <laughs> No, no, uh-uh. No. Full you, circle, no, I don't like bugs. You just <laughs> literally trumped my, my whole... My whole rant i just went on with that one no. story i thought we only had wolf Where's spiders talking you i just find weird shit what thought wolf spiders were only in australia maybe i'm saying the wrong kind maybe it's not called a wolf spider there's some kind of spider a wolf spider is like one of them bitches that are like the size of a goddamn frisbee you find an outback yeah crikey that's a lot of spider i can't do australia i have no clue what i'm doing that's not gonna all happen. right no like no. crocodile dundee didn't need to come save me from it but it was still pretty big well <laughs> i'll tell you what uh i don't i don't think i'll ever ever look at another spider the same after that one that's for sure because uh, a giant sack of spiders exploding after your spot no 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 <laughs> no no, that's, Everyone, you're welcome for that. That's got to be where I draw the line. 
That's got to be where I draw the line because there's no no. Oh my god, I got me like I got like itchy now. You know when you like you start thinking about bugs and you start Jesus feeling crawl. Got like giant mosquitoes. Donna had a fucking snake in her bedroom. A snake right. in your bedroom. Dude. Feel free to call and tell me that story. I gotta hear that story. Snake in a bedroom. Know. What? Lucy says they can feel your frequency. Just leave the windows open a crack and they'll find their way out. Now, I don't got time to wait for them to find their way out. All right, no. <coughs> if they're attracted to my frequency, they're not going anywhere. All right, and mosquitoes eat me alive. That's why my bougie ass don't go camping. All right, because I could be in, I could be literally in a crowd full of people around a fire, and I'll be the only one with thirteen bites on my legs because these things think I'm like an Italian sweet sausage, and they attack me. All right, they attack me. I can't do bucket bugs. I hate them. Italian sweet sausage. <laughs> nice analogy. Like, what else could it be? My Italian olive blood. It's gotta be that. It's gotta be. It must taste like a sweet sausage. Maybe I'm spicy. I don't know. I don't know, but they love it. They love it. I hate it. It's like the, it's, oh my God. We got a phone call. To be blunt, what's your name? Where are you calling from? <laughs> it's Donna Taylor. What yes, are you doing? Yes, it's motherfucking Donna Taylor. <laughs> Yeah, I've skipped on them spiders before too, and had a hundred eleven. Where that's horrible. You have you yes. seen you seen the spiders? <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> they are wolf spiders. Yeah, they they a, a bunch of other ones do it too, but wolf spiders are. I thought wolf spiders that. were just in Australia. Thank you so much for this. Okay. No, they're here too. They sure are. Who that bud says there literally are wolf spiders in CT. So, in my bathroom last year. In your apparently. bathroom last year. What did you do, by the way, after like that whole thing? Like when you, they exploded? Like what was, like how did you get rid of them? I, oh God. You start fucking like, stone A couple days later, I had like a bug person come and deal with it. But point in time, I attacked it with a bottle of Febreze. I'm actually embarrassed at this answer. All like 115 babies to too? Just, just all of them? They were everywhere. Donna, you got a fucking snake in your bedroom? Yes, I live out here in the fucking country, and I've got a creek behind my house, and we've got water moccasins and such back there, and I was sitting, it was actually before one of your podcasts, and I was getting everything set up, and out of the corner of my eye, I seen a head, and I thought, a fucking mouth. What? Well, I bebopped over there like I had since. No, it was a water moccasin behind my fucking TV. A water moccasin? Aren't those dangerous? Yeah, well, yes, they are. They sure are. Oh, my God, Donna. What did you do? Well, he was about two foot long, maybe a little bit longer. I didn't know what I was going to do. So I ran on my front porch to my fucking grill and grabbed them big-ass tongs. No, the fuck you did not. I damn sure did. I didn't have That's no kind of badass. So you and went out this thing with a pair of tongs? I snapped that sucker up. Ooh. I dropped him going out my back door, so I had to snatch him up again before my dog got him. Oh, Jesus. I yeah, I got a video on my page on TikTok of it after oh, I threw him out the door. Send me the video. I'll post it on our story for the podcast. I'd love to see that. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I'll sure do it. Damn, it was Donna. a long motherfucker. You a badass. 
I'm just saying, very bad. Well, fuck, y'all told me in last week and I had a possum in my fucking living room. Lucy says, wow, she's amazing. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm just single and I've got to do what the fuck I've got to do. Donna, oh my God. I can't, you can't, I, I can just picture you now that I've seen your face on the show so many times walking up to that thing with fucking grill tongs. <laughs> it was something. <laughs> grill tongs trying to catch the like the most venomous snake a water moccasin in her fucking. You son of a bitch, I have shit to do. Just like, I'm about to be on a podcast. What the fuck are you doing? How are you? <laughs> PZ's waiting for me, honey, grab the tongs, grab the tongs. Them motherfuckers stay in my bedroom now, too, by God. (laughs) What? The tongs? You keep the tongs at bedside while you sleep? You damn right I do. You never can tell. I'm in the country, honey. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God, that's kind of badass. Yeah. I've got tongs in a 38. <laughs> you got tongs in a 38 at bedside? I do. I sure do. You are gangster as fuck, Donna. <laughs> gangster as fuck. <laughs> this, oh my I, God. I'm just old and tired of putting up shit, you know? <laughs> so let me ask you a question. Have you ever tried to shoot a pest that was in your house? What is the reason the 38's on the nightstand? It's really what I'm questioning right now. Because I don't trust any motherfucker. <laughs> she said. <laughs> DTA, bitch, don't trust nobody. <laughs> well, so that was not for well, I've had my neighbors kick my door in because they're on mess and everything else. So, bitch, got to be prepared for anything. Kind of what? Yeah. You, my you, door facing is still busted. You had meth heads kick your door down? I sure did. <laughs> Oh my God, Donna! You literally are in the the, the backwoods of Tennessee. Like this, is a moonshiner. It's shit. a it's it's fun here. Fun? I don't know. You got yeah. water moccasins behind your TV and meth heads kicking in your door. I mean, that doesn't sound like fun, Donna. We got our own weird just another day. My God, I can't imagine like. <laughs> Meth head's kicking down my door. No wonder why you got a 38. We might as well get a double barrel. That's right. Just help the ante. Well, I had one. I had a sawed-off double barrel, and the law said I didn't need that, so they took it from me. (laughs) They said I didn't need that. Okay. Can you listen, listen, Donna, listen. Can you imagine a cop showing up like, hey, so uh, we hear you got like a sawed-off shotgun in here what would be the reason why you need that <laughs> meth heads <laughs> exactly or my fucking nephew that's why they took it I, I was gonna kill my nephew but they said no let's don't do that <laughs> i really love how you're telling this story too i'm like you know when they said no, she's so casual <laughs> about it too she's like i got meth heads kicking my door now the fuck you mean why i got a 38 of my nice <laughs> Shit happens. <laughs> it happens out here. Oh my God! Listen, and there's somebody in my driveway right now, but don't need to be there. Go the fuck on. Ah, <laughs> uh, so Kogo says, "Love Donna Taylor." <laughs> <laughs> Lucy says, "Time to move," and James Baker Smith says, "Country knows how to survive." That's right. I have been in this exact location for 54 years. Oh, shit, I lived, Donna. 
Yeah, I've lived a couple of other places, but this is my this is my home place right here. And ah, fuck, they'll bury me here under the trailer, I'm sure. Well, well fuck, my family, I'm looking at them. we got a graveyard right up there. They just show me on top of the hill. <laughs> oh, my God. Yo, I feel like we might have to have, like, a whole-ass interview with, with you. Like, I feel like I have to bring <laughs> you on and really find out more about this incredible life that you've lived. I've got stories. I want to hear all of them, Don. I got to tell you, I literally <laughs> want to hear every single one. So maybe we can work that out. That'd be great. Absolutely. Anytime, honey. All right, Donna. Thanks for calling in, homie. All right. Y'all have a good evening. <laughs> Yo, Donna kills it every time. She's amazing. She's amazing. <laughs> From the out backwoods of Tennessee, yo, that she definitely raises and gives no shit. Dude, that's badass. When the apocalypse hits, Donna, please take me in. Oh, right? <laughs> can can we come shit. to your house, Donna, when shit hits the fan and, you know, end of the world comes? Because if I'm going anywhere, I'm going to hang out with you because I feel safe from not only pests, but meth heads. I think a, you and I are sitting here talking about how we're scared of bugs, and she's like taking out freaking like meth heads and fucking water mops. She's using tongs, not to mention. I feel a little soft. <laughs> I feel like such a pussy. <laughs> I'm kind of a wimp, but that just made it worse. <clears throat> <clears throat> oh my god, I'm dying over here, yo. Oh my god, we gotta get into some breaking news here. Oh. <laughs> Live from the 2B Blood Newsroom. <laughs> you already know. Big breaking news. Coming out of the uh, White House today. This afternoon. It turns out uh, the POTUS, Mr. Biden, has made a series of tweets about cannabis that has broken the internet. Kristen, you know what I'm talking about. Of course. I'm gonna. I just want to kind of go through and read these tweets real quick before we talk about this. So let me just explain in the background too, because right, this sounds like real fucking presidential right now. So I feel like I should probably, uh, you know, really make this like I was Joe Biden. So Joe Biden says, POTUS on Twitter, as I've said before. No one should be in jail just for using or possessing marijuana. Today, I'm taking steps to end our failed approach. Allow me to lay them out, which he then follows with a series of tweets. And for whatever reason, I can't see them. So, fuck. Well, please, as your (laughs) co-host. Why is this happening? I don't know. Uh, approach allow me to lay them wow all right so this isn't working out (laughs) kristen do you have the tweets in front of you do i have what in front of me the tweets yeah all right could you maybe not make me feel like any more of an idiot and do this for me because clearly i'm uh i'm struggling (laughs) yeah as soon as i can hold on hold on i got you i got you feeling his co-host quick all right yes i'm ready I mean, do you want me to like read it exactly as he? No, 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 no. You just, just read, just read this week. All right. So, um, the first, as I've said before, no one should be in jail just for using or possessing marijuana. Today, I'm taking steps to end our failed approach. Allow me to lay them out. 
He's going to lay them out now. First, I'm pardoning all prior federal offenses of simple marijuana possession. There are thousands of people who were previously convicted of simple possession who may be denied employment, housing, or educational opportunities as a result. My pardon will remove this burden. We'll take that. We'll take it. Uh, Second, I'm calling on governors to pardon simple state marijuana possession offenses. Just as no one should be in federal prison solely for possessing, no one should be in a local jail or state prison for that reason either. I'll take that, but I don't know. I feel like they should just, you know, federally legalize it. But go ahead. Okay. Um, third, we classify marijuana at the, well, hang on. We classify marijuana at the same level as heroin and more serious than fentanyl. It makes no sense. I'm asking the hell did he tag secretary Becerra and the attorney general to initiate the process of reviewing how it is scheduled under federal law. He phrased that funny, but he was just saying how it's currently classified. Okay. Um, and then he said, sending people to jail for possessing marijuana has upended too many lives for conduct that is legal in many states. That's before you address the clear racial disparities around prosecution and conviction. Today, we begin to right these wrongs. Today, we begin awesome. to right these wrongs. And that honestly had broken at the moment, uh, the Internet. Twitter started going nuts. There were so many people on there just going crazy. And then he went ahead and released a whole last video Talking about it, too, which is uh, honestly just as amazing, if I may. I think I can. Uh... For president, no one. Oh. As I said when I ran for president, no one should be in jail just for using or possessing marijuana. <laughs> it's already legal in many states. So and criminal records for marijuana possession have led to needless barriers to employment. Is this exactly what he tweeted, too, by the way? Pretty close. <laughs> I feel like why, why do you even release the video after you just released like six tweets on this shit on top of it? Like what? different forums, you know? What I mean? you gotta, like, As I said when I ran for president, no one should be in jail just for using or possessing marijuana. And that at that point, I agree. And listen, I'm just saying it's about time. Whatever the reasons behind it might be, and trust me, the Instagram was, it got a little spicy. Um, if you recall in the chat of what we posted about this, there were a lot of people who um, did, were not maybe happy with it or called it a ploy to get votes. Listen, I'm going to tell you that I don't really give a shit because at this point, a win for cannabis is so needed right now, especially in a time when the industry appears to be uh, struggling. Right, this is a big win. He's gonna he's gonna literally pardon federal criminals who have simple marijuana charges. That is huge, Kristen. Huge. Absolutely. Yeah. No. Absolutely. I don't have. I think. First of all, you know, some of what the comments were were it's not enough or it's not what he campaigned on. Um, I mean, not exactly. No. But as far as pandering for votes, I mean, he's not on the ballot. So I'm not so dumb as to not believe that, like, what he does will impact people down ballot. But, like, he's not running. Um, is that, so that's is that like for sure? He's not running? Vote. Huh? He's not running? Like, right now, this year? No. It's midterms. Oh. oh. So what? Everyone, they're really trying hard, though. I mean, they're really trying. But whatever. I'm stoked that this happened. Me I think too. it's great. I think that there are issues like the simple cannabis, that like simple term was kind of tough because 
I don't know, anybody that's been arrested or even known someone, they'll throw a ton of charges at you at once. So a lot of times you're not getting just a cannabis charge. You're getting other charges on top of that. So it's not a simple cannabis charge anymore. Right. And then there's not a great database that shows once you're in the prison system, what you were in there for necessarily. Like there's no like intra-prison Google that someone can go into. So it's going to be very challenging. Maybe at, at the federal level, it might be more simple, but this will be a challenging task for, and I don't even know who will take this on, whether it's attorneys or states offices or, but it, it's fabulous. Um, but it, it will be, you know, it will be challenging to execute. Um, I mean, of course. The, I mean, that's problems that have happened over time. I mean, you've seen the bill come on multiple times this year, but I, I think maybe the approach that he seems to be taking, whereas he's talking more of a decriminalization as opposed to a legalization, maybe might help push the bill through because I think the whole thing about the other bills that have come through uh, were mostly about, you know, legalizing recreationally across the federal board and whatnot and regulating it. But I mean, I think maybe, maybe this route of decriminalization is the better route to take, or it's definitely a good start. I can tell you that James Bakersmith says, pardon small offenders on low levels of cannabis. Now, I, I would imagine that that would have to be left up to the states, right? I mean, it, it, to the best of my understanding, he, this was one of the biggest mass presidential pardons in history. So it is huge because he's pardoning people, I think, like it would just affect almost D.C. at this point. Um, down to the state levels, that's where that part about working with like state governors. So like, for example, that was part of Connecticut's piece anyway, you know, that, that we were going to be expand. So to some degree, it's yes, I guess it is state level, but I believe it should be broader. Um, it would have to be codified for that to happen. Right. But still, I mean, it's, it's definitely doable though. A hundred percent. I mean, there's nothing that's not doable and crazy things have gone through. I, this is a huge win. And especially the classification being at the level that heroin is, that's just insanity. I mean, that has prevented everything from scientific research to, so that, that's just like that. That's the one thing that I think I'd be looking forward to the most though, in my opinion, is I think the thing that I would look forward to the most, if they were to really pursue this, like they're saying, is the ability for more testing, you know, to, you know, loosen the restrictions so that we can test cannabis and find out what else it can do other than what we know, which is already, it's a miracle drug. It's not a drug. It's a miracle plant. Pardon me. That's incorrect. Yes. Miracle plant. You know what I mean? So uh, to me, like that's, that's the most exciting part is what else could we do with this plant? You know, other than uh, you know, the uses of hemp, you know what I mean? Uh, but like, just there, I think there could be so much more untapped that we don't know. You know what I mean? For sure. For sure. There was a, an event I went to over the summer and it was hosted by a nonprofit that helps basically fund scientific research in the cannabis industry. Because, you know, if you're a doctor or a scientist that wants to start doing this, you need to get your funding from somewhere. And so they worked with this company and it was primarily around like um, women's health products. But it was so interesting to see like the research that they have just expanded upon just by in the last couple of years. And as you know, as far as you were saying, just like use for, um, you know, Alzheimer's, there was a a new article that came out that was showing like helping with I have to phrase this right a slowing and deterioration of like cognitive um degeneration yep 
So, and, you know, all sorts of things like that. So it's things that where we had like maybe anecdotal evidence. Now we've got like more scientific studies backing it up. And of course there are some, um, and things about like being pregnant and women that are pregnant and using cannabis. A lot of those studies came from other countries previously. So being able to access things like that, I think it's cool. That's right. And phone lines are open. Uh, we'd love to hear your opinions on this uh, breaking news that just came out this afternoon that we're going to attempt to not only pardon or we're going to be pardoning, pardoning uh, federal criminals with simple marijuana charges. And on top of that, looking to possibly uh, reclassify cannabis, which I think is kind of important right now. So if you guys want to call in 860-384-7110, that is 860-384-7110. And uh, definitely would, you know, love to hear Love to hear their opinions on this because Instagram, like I said, there were a lot of people who took this to on the next level. <laughs> it got spicy on there for no reason. Oh, like there were a couple comments. I'm like, dude. <laughs> the comments were nuts, y'all. I mean, they were talking about, uh, where was this? Uh, you know, they got the, the one guy. Remember when he said legal marijuana day one? Yes, we remember. But, you know. Shit takes a while to happen. It could be whatever. There's a numerous things happening. And then, of course, you got a pandemic and all this shit. So I'm just saying, I'm happy it's just happening. That's my response to that. What do you think, Kristen? I'm with you. I'm with you. The whole day one thing, whatever. You know what I mean? Like, I... There was pressure being put on the Biden administration to take more action and, um, you know, drop students for a sensible drug policy. Jason Ortiz is involved in that. They teamed up with the Last Prisoner Project. There is a whole initiative, movement, push, whatever, like Biden, keep your promises, you know? So uh, while this is freaking amazing and, and absolutely incredible, there is also still more of a push. And I don't anticipate, it's not like I talked to him before I went on the show or anything, but I don't see any, keep your promises, whatever you promised before, like do that. So this is great. And then I would say, I'm like, that is awesome that that's what you did. What's next? You know, because there's still always work to do. There's work to be done. It's not like this is solving every problem in the cannabis space forever everyone so it's dope and i'm super stoked and then it's like all right after this is good what's next yeah i i agree. one woman's opinion no i mean you're right though you're right you're right I, you know and it, people always argue that you know uh people don't want it uh, legalized you know for all different types of reasons whether it's corporate greed or you know just whatever it might be so Either way, yeah, I think a legit debate back and forth about the difference between legalizing versus decriminalization, whether it should be rescheduled or taken off the schedule altogether, if it should be classified as pharmaceutical versus agricultural. And honestly, I really enjoy those conversations because, I, you know, like those are the types of debates that, that people should be having, not whether it, it's good or bad. I mean, we're so far beyond that at this point. It's right. fine tuning. Oh, absolutely. It definitely. It just, it's just a lot of fine tunings to be done by. I just hope that the path is taken and, you know, maybe this is the first big step we're going to get into changing the way this country has been viewing cannabis over the last, God, I couldn't even tell you how many years at this point. You know what I mean? Since Reefer Madness and so on, it's just... It's been crazy. So, and now here we are, 2022, about to go into 2023, and 
trash. <laughs> POTUS just drops this fucking bomb randomly on show day, which is great for us because right? <laughs> I always want to talk like about it. It was like a hot this. topic to talk about. I'm like, you know, and this is, yeah, whatever. Like, you know me, so I like love the politics shit, but like it, regardless of, of what side or, or who you supported for president and all that, it is important to keep in mind that there needs to be a democratic majority to help Biden push through these things that he's doing. Right. So like, just keep that in mind when everyone's, you know, just rush up on civics and keep that in mind like we need to keep our blue senators and representatives in place so that they can push this and yep. you know pick the ones that are good I listen I definitely agree and I personally I'm wondering what you know what former President Trump thinks about this big power move done by uh, Mr. Biden you know <laughs> Jesus. so I don't know I listen I'm just saying I got connections we've had Trump on the show before so I, I, I kind of put the word out and I'm hoping that maybe we can get a word back from his people and maybe have him come on the show next week and give his comments on this I think it would be just you know amazing amazing like check in and you know what <laughs> from mar-a-lago you know we're checking in from mar-a-lago wherever the fuck he is like, <laughs> he's hiding mar-a-lago got raided dude. that's right you're right he's probably hanging out in Hard- howard stern's basement you know <laughs> he's sitting in the bunker with him not coming out because they both feel like they have covid howard stern's basement <laughs> <laughs> you never know what's gonna happen here in two B blood, so make sure you guys tune in next week is all I'm gonna say. Oh, Chris and listen, yo, it's been hella fun. Uh you've been an awesome co-host, I gotta say. And uh hopefully uh this won't be the last time. So I appreciate you coming on. Make sure you guys follow Kristen on Instagram at Classic Kristen. And also follow her business, the Sugar Leaf Boutique, located right here in Middletown, Connecticut. Check them out. Uh, awesome, awesome store. Uh, and Kristen knows how she know how to run that business. So check it out. Awesome. St- <laughs> she's got awesome stuff yeah, in her in store. It's surviving. We're doing good. That's right. You know, she's got. I know you see Stash Logics on the show. They got their stuff right there. You can go check out. Get a Stash Logics box. Grab some CBD flour and some creams. You know, grab your yeah, wife some stuff for Christmas. Uh, you know, yeah, guess some the cool stuff. So you already know. Check out Sugar Leaf Boutique. Kristen, thank you so much, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Thank you, darling. It's great. Thank you. You already know to be blunt. Chris Walsh, shout out Chris Walsh. Make sure you guys check out at MJ Biz Daily on Instagram and MJ Biz Con going down November 15th through 18th in Las Vegas. Uh, the largest international cannabis business, cannabis business uh, expo in literally the world. So yeah, if you can get down there, grab a ticket, head out to Vegas. And learn something, hang out with Mike Tyson, you know, who knows? Maybe Ric Flair dribble be there. Do the whole thing. And listen to everyone who hung out. Uh, shout out Donna Taylor, too, for sharing that, you know, amazing story from her life also. <laughs> that was highlight for me today. <laughs> so listen to each one of you that's tuned in. Listen, I just want to say I love you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in each and every week. We'll see you next week. Same weed time. Same weed channel!